Okay, can we pause for a minute? We're in our fifth week of our series, Sacred Cows Say Five. But we're going to pause for a minute because we started this year with some super dreams. And last year I started reviewing some of the super dreams that have become actual super realities. We have more this week. Um, <clears throat> you weren't here at the beginning. Essentially, we started the year saying that we were going to start striving to be and do everything for God. And, and our desire was that we would live lives entirely receiving just everything from him and we were going to dream god-sized dreams or super dreams this week someone got a full-time job that they had been praying for oh see that's we gonna work this week and i'm not gonna say who because i don't know that i can say who yet this week somebody got offered a huge promotion that they are terrified of let's give it a whoop whoop today that's good stuff don't be scared though God's got this. He brought it to you. It's for you. And then this is my, one of my super dreams. Um, one of my pastors and uh, one, of my, uh, one of my heroes um, is going to be in Graham, America on April 27th um, of this year. And we are hosting, we are starting something brand new for our church called Gospel Circles. We are going to meet either weekly or biweekly. I figured it out. And we are going to just... Just like Venture started in a little bitty apartment with just a few people, we are going to sit down, no lights, no microphone, nothing, and we are going to talk gospel. But Pastor Ben Daly is going to be in Grim America on April 27th from Calvary Church in Irving, and that's exciting to me. And you might not be excited yet, but oh, I'm like giddy. I like got little things dancing inside of me. I'm so excited. Like, I didn't think, I was like, I, when I texted him, I said, hey, will you come do this? He called me, which is intimidating. Like, he called me within a few minutes, and he's like, yeah, in two weeks, let's do it. And I'm like, no, I'm having a baby. We got to wait a little bit. So we got him April 27th coming to Grant. We're looking for a location. So if you know somewhere that's closed on Monday night that can seat about 60 people, not Venture, because we don't want to, we, we want to meet somewhere else. We want to find somewhere else to go. Like I said, just like Venture started, somewhere else. I want, I, it's going to feel different. And it's going to be so cool, and I'm not going to tell you anything else. It's not a Bible study. It's not a small group. It's a gospel circle. Just come on the 27th. We're going to get some, some information out there so you can register for it. It's free. But come on the 27th. You'll know what I'm talking about. But celebrate our super dreams. Good stuff, right? Okay. When we celebrate our super dreams and we pray that prayer, I told you this last week, we mean what we say. It's not just lip service. When we say, we thank you for all of the great things that you have already provided. It's not, it is it, faith building language is what it is. And, and, and I want to pause here because I forgot to do this. But first, um, I want to thank you yesterday. Uh, Venture hosted a baby shower for Jesse and baby Cooper and my family. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for loving my family. Uh, thank you for celebrating just a second ago, Jesse's birthday. It's so great to have a church that, that, that loves my crew. Because one of my hearts as a pastor is that my children and my family would love the church. And it's easy to love a church like you guys, okay? I just want you to know, like, y'all are easy to love, all right? Um, there have been seasons, though. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. But each week in this series, moving along, each week in this series, we're addressing, like, common traditions, thoughts, sayings, or beliefs that hold back new covenant believers from living that abundant life that Jesus promised, from living that best life in Christ. And 
we're making some strong statements. I'm like, wake them up, shake them up type statements every single week that have made me uncomfortable, okay? But I believe that there has been an unintentional but generational dilution of the truth. And this over time, we have worn away at the gospel to where it's like, it's like diet grace. Like it's grace, but like not full grace. Like it's gospel, but it's not good news. It's just like, it's okay, you want it, right? Like it's not like the best news. It's just okay news. But we can't afford in this time to talk about a truth that's diluted. Okay? Language, the words that we say are important because language creates culture and culture creates an identity and identity is what shapes our life. And the language of venture community church will always be a language of truth. I will be honest and say that about the first five and a half years, I didn't know what our language was. And I'll tell you why towards the end of this message, why I struggled so hard about who we would be. But the language is of truth. Because I realized that there's too much at stake to risk faulty communication about the truth. So we've got to dive in. And the ultimate goal of this series is this, is that we would embrace, say embrace, that we would express, say express, the pure grace of God. Untainted, undiluted, just what it is. And here's how you know if it's the pure grace of God. The grace of God always points to him and never to you. And when we grasp this, we receive, say receive, a new perception, say perception, and appreciation, say appreciation, of God's grace. There we go. So, we got to move because we got a lot to do today. What cow we killing today? I'm glad you asked. Throw it up there. Your sins disqualify you from being used by God. I don't know that anyone ever told me this to my face, but I know that it was implied, and I know I felt this way for most of my life. That if I wasn't perfect, that God would never use me to my full potential. That, that your sins can disqualify you from being used by God. My sins can disqualify me from being used by God. And in this series, we've talked a lot about our identity in Christ and who we are. And the truth is, and if you agree with some of these statements, just give me a little bit of an amen. Show me some love this morning. But we've been forgiven. See, oh, no amen. Y'all don't believe it. All right, we pray right now. Altar call. No. When I say yes to Jesus, I'm going to try again. We've been forgiven. Okay. We've been adopted. We've been justified. We've been reconciled. We've been sanctified. And so much more. Amen. Yeah, that was a weird one. I know. You were like, and so much more. I don't know what I'm saying yes to. Like, anyways, moving on. But as new creatures in Christ, here's, here's the reality, and this might break your heart. Maybe you don't know. But even though you've said yes to Jesus, and even though you're like, I am Christian, um, you still have a capacity to sin. What? Yeah. Yeah, you still have the capacity to sin. You could still do it. We're all capable of being tempted and weakened to where we can commit a sin, any sin. And that's why it's important. This is key. That's why it's important that, that we learn how to depend on the indwelling of Christ as our source for living. And then when we're depending on the indwelling of Christ as our source for living, we don't have any reason to do anything else. We don't have any. The only reason we would sin is because we think we're lacking. How did sin enter the world? A lie. They were told, you're lacking, you're missing out on something. FOMO, fear of missing out, that causes sin. I'm missing out on this. I got, I got to get more. God's not enough. Sin. Y'all heard FOMO? I heard that this week. Fear of missing out. That's like, that's a cool, that's like YOLO. But FOMO, 
You only live once, fear of missing out. I learned that, using it forever, okay? I'm going to still be saying it when it's not cool anymore. I might already be there. I don't know. But that's the only reason we sin is because we fear we're missing out on something. And the people who say they never sin, and maybe you've never met that person. I've met that person. I think I've almost been that person before. But the people who say they never sin, they're deceiving themselves or they're foolishly attempting to deceive others. They're liars. That's not to say that I don't have the power over sin. I have the power over sin just like I have the power to decide what I'm going to eat and not eat. Right? Like, I got the power to make that decision. I got the authority to make that decision. But who knows that I'm still going to have that, like, second cheeseburger. And that fourth piece of cake. Because it's Saturday, you know. I got that same power. But really nobody but one lived in this world a sinless, perfect life. And the good news is that, but here's, here's where we pause, and you're like, this, this, this doesn't sound gospel, Curtis. This is gospel. Because the good news is that no sin, once I say yes to Jesus, no, no sin or decision I ever make or commit is going to undo the work of Christ that has already been done in me. And I want to tell you that that's a, that's a challenge for someone like me who believed for most of their time in ministry school and most of in, in the, the beginning of their ministry that I could do something to make Jesus not love me. That I could do something where Jesus would say, nope, you were too bad. That was too messed up. salvation canceled, blood not strong enough, cross not for you. You know, like I actually believed that I could do something big enough that was bigger than what God had already done. Truth is, is that, and this is a dangerous thing to say in a church, okay? We may sin in awful ways. When we say yes to Jesus and we have believed with our heart and confessed with our mouth that he is Lord and he was raised from the dead, we may do awful things, but we remain forgiven, adopted, justified, reconciled, and sanctified. That doesn't mean that I... <laughs> ah, we can go down a whole lot of rabbit trails here, Randy, but we ain't going to today. We're going to stay with some other time. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.13 says that if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Why? For he cannot deny who he is. Boom. He cannot deny his nature. And it's important that we hold on to the truths of the scripture that we are taught. And I told you last week and probably every week before that, that it's the truth that you know that sets you free. Or it's the truth that, the truth that you know that puts you in bondage. So why must we hold on to the truth that Scripture teaches us? Because if we don't, when we personally fail, we fall into despair. And sadly, judgmental Christians and erroneous teaching has often driven those who have failed to a deeper despair rather than encouraging them toward hope and restoration. So rather than say, no, I'm going to point to Jesus, I'm going to point at your problem, I'm going to poke it a little bit. I'm going to poke your sin. I'm going to poke your struggle. Rather than, hey, I know a solution. It's him. So we're going to consider some new covenant truths today, and we're going to put these out there. We're going to put this sacred cow out of his misery. Say, kill the cow. There we go. Let's go. All right. One, Jesus is greater than your greatest sin. 
Yes. I was talking to somebody one night. It was like 3 a.m. They called me, and I told him. He said, what about this? What about this? He was like listing things like I was a, like I was a priest, and I'm like, he's greater. Yep, he's still covered. Yeah, you're good. Over and over and over again, Jesus is greater than your greatest sin, Romans 5.20. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. Why was the law there? So that you could see, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I can't be perfect enough to keep these laws. I can't be perfect enough for this religious thing. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So what's that saying? That I can't out-sin his grace. Once I've said yes, there's, I, can't, I can't outdo it. I could try, and it still ain't going to happen. 2 Corinthians 5.21. He, God made him, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So what happened? I am the righteousness of God when I say yes to Jesus. Last Sunday, we had someone say yes to Jesus, and you know what? They came up, they said yes to Jesus right there, and suddenly they became the righteousness of Christ. Their sin, past, present, future, all of it forgiven right there, right then and there. We had this event over the last week, Vision, Vision 2020, 300, 300, I'd say 300, 300 plus people gave their life to Jesus. And you know what? In that moment that they said yes to Jesus, 300 people received freedom, adoption, justification, sanctification in that moment. And there's nothing they can do ever to get rid of that. Two, Jesus is greater than your foolish choices. I got some scripture here. We're going to blow through them real quick. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the old days earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. And then this passage goes on to list who, who we would say these are heroes of faith. Let's look at a few of these. Noah. Noah was a faithful man that built the ark, but as soon as he had come off the ark, you see him drunk. Not drunk. Just totally out of it. He's in that list. He's one of those who earned a good reputation. Hebrews 11, 8 through 19, Abraham. Israel's greatest patriarch. Father Abraham, have any sons? You know? Okay. He gave in to fear and lied in an attempt to pass off his wife as his sister, involving her in a deceptive and adulterous scheme. Not once, but twice. It's interesting that even after that, like, God still blessed him. It's, I'm not saying that Abraham wasn't dumb, but he was still blessed. Blows my mind. Blow your mind. Crazy, right? Hebrews 11, 23-29. The great lawgiver of the Old Testament, Moses. Let my people go. Pharaoh, Pharaoh was a murderer. Hebrews 11, 32 through 40, Samson, the great hero and judge. Dude was messed up. He liked a party. David, man after God's own heart, the king after God's own heart. Immoralities like you can't you can't even can't even list them. Like I mean, you guess you could, but you got murder, you got deception, you got adultery, you got. I mean, to date, I've never like coveted a man's wife so much that I had the man killed. And you know, we ain't going in there. But anyways, man after God's own heart. 
man of good reputation. Not to me. When I look at it, I'm like, I don't want to hang out with these folks. Hebrews 11.38. Most people would consider Rahab's profession a sin. But she was used by God to protect his people. And Hebrews 11.39 says this, that all of these people gained approval through their faith. All of these people. So to say that my sin, the things that I do, can disqualify me from being used by God is, I just don't see it. I can't find it. I don't understand it. Galatians 1.13, Apostle Paul says, For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church and God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. The Apostle Paul murdered. But God used him. Acts 22.4, I persecuted this way, the Christians, to death, binding them and putting both men and women into prison. But God still used him. Go back to Peter real quick. If I had the worship team make their way back up. To go back to Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. Went back to the place of his calling and God still used him. Look at this last new covenant truth here. Three, Jesus' qualification is greater than your disqualification. I don't know how it says it, but Jesus' qualification is greater, yeah, than your disqualification. First John 2, 1 through 2, y'all can start playing. My little children, I am telling you this so that you will stay away from sin. But if you sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. His name is Jesus, the one who is all that is good and who pleases God completely. He is the one who took God's wrath against our sins upon himself and brought us into fellowship with God. And he is the forgiveness of our sins and not only ours, all the world. Can I be real with you this morning? I got my wife's allowed to be real. But I got to ask you, I want to be really, really, really real with you. I thank God every single day that his qualification is greater than my disqualification. thank God that the good news of the gospel is not that just the good people get blessed, the bad people get blessed too. Because the truth is, is that even as a pastor, I am becoming and struggling all at the same time every single day. And so are you. You are maturing in your identity in Christ. You are becoming who you are supposed to be and struggling at the same time every single day. That's why we have to meet together. That's why we have to continually renew our minds. That's why I continue to say that. Renew your minds. Remember that it's okay that I'm struggling because I'm also becoming. And what I've learned is this, is that there's a grace for that. But there isn't a grace for who I pretend to be. And I, I want to expand on that a little bit. I told you at the beginning that for like five years, I couldn't figure out what the church, what our church was supposed to be because I couldn't figure out who I was supposed to be. Coming out of, coming out of a ministry school that was, that was, 
that was that was so legalistic and and so law and so and so rule that I, I walked out feeling so condemned that that literally and I am not joking the brand of milk that I drunk was sinful <laughs> and and it was just it was just crazy and I found myself in a situation looking at this law. And, and, and looking at what I believe to the point where I can't, I can't meet this standard, God. I can't meet this standard, and, and I'm ashamed that I can't meet this standard before people. So what I'm going to do is this, is I'm going to fake it, I'm going to hide it, I'm going to pretend. And that's what happens when you think that your qualification, your, that, you, that his qualification is not enough for, your, for you. Is that you fake, you hide, and you pretend because you can't meet the standard. And if I believe that my sins disqualify me from being used by God, I, I will respond in just a couple of ways. One, in pride, as I attempt to not sin by my own works. And that's where I was. I wanted to fake it. I wanted to look like I'm good. Guys, I got this. It's all together. Don't worry. Or two, and you might start in pride, but you're going to wind up here. You're going to wind up here in despair as you fail daily to the point where you just hide and you quit and you don't want it anymore. But here's the best thing I can know is this, and here's the best thing that you can know is this. Jesus' qualification is greater than my disqualification. His qualification is greater. So I don't have to believe or live a lie. I don't have to. He's better. I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not. I, I, I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. Because you want to notice, I'll tell you this today. I'm the best Curtis Ribble you've ever met. I am the, oh, I'm so good at being Curtis Ribble. And I, and I, <laughs> and I don't got to do anything else. I just get to be me. I'm going to allow, as Curtis Ribble, here's some things I wrote this down. I'm going to allow God to exceed my expectations. I'm going to sow celebration victory. I'm going to speak of things that are not as if they are. I'm clear that the promises of God are yes and amen. Else, every now and then I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say a word I should say. Ugh. But pastor... I'm going to watch a movie that you don't think I ought to watch. I'm going to listen to me some gangster rap every now and then. I'm just going to be me. Because it just so happens everybody else is taken. And I'm pretty good at being Curtis Ribble. And when God looked down and he said, I'm going to take you to a calling. He didn't say, I don't want you. I want a version of you. He said, I see you, Curtis. And I'm going to save you and I'm going to sanctify you. And you're going to do your job for me. I get to be me because of Jesus. And you get to be you because of Jesus. And if anyone tells you anything different, they're selling you something short of grace. I'm not saying, I'm not, I, I, don't get me wrong. As I say yes to Jesus, I do realize that there are parts of me that need improvement, that need growth. And advancement, and there are just parts of me where there are things that I choose not to do. But I get to be me. 
Because sin didn't make me bad. It made me dead. But the Bible says it didn't make me bad. It made me dead. But I serve a God who overcame death. And every time his qualification is greater than my disqualification, you know what I do? And, and Reese taught me this. Give praise. Talking about kids teaching us things, I give him praise. Every single time his qualification is greater, I give him praise. Why do I worship so hard? Because I know that I'm standing when I ought not be standing. Why do I praise so big? Because I know that anything I don't turn to praise turns to pride. I've failed and I've succeeded. And here's what I've learned. That success is a lousy teacher, guys. But I've learned that mismanaged success is the leading cause of failure. But well-managed failure is the leading cause of success. And the best way you can manage your failures is to turn your eyes towards him. To look up. Like, 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 like Peter said when, when Jesus was on the shore and they were out there fishing. He said, it is the Lord. And he jumped out of the boat. It is the Lord. And when I look toward him, I'm looking up at something greater than me, which reminds me exactly where I'm supposed to be. I heard it said this way this week, I don't measure a man by how quickly he stands after he falls, but by how low he stays after he stands after a fall. Knowing who I am means that I am his, and he is mine. And it doesn't matter what I do, because his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His qualification is greater. And to believe anything different is ignorance and pride. Because there's nothing I can do to undo what he has already done. There's nothing I can do to make it more finished or more complete. He is greater Stand with me today. We're going to close in a time of worship today. And Randy and I are going to be standing off to the side. If you want somebody to pray with you and partner with you today, we're there for you. Listen. It's yes. That's all you have to say is Jesus, yes. I want it all, Jesus. Yes, I want it all, Jesus. And suddenly, everything changes. I want to pray with you one more time. The team's going to lead us. Give him your best worship. Father, we are turning it to praise today. God, you are mighty in this house. You are matchless in this house. And we thank you. That you are more than qualified. That you are more than qualified. Jesus, we praise you. God, for any person here today that is struggling with that, that they are not good enough, they haven't cleaned themselves up enough, that, that, they're, that they're, they're, they're just too dirty. Or if there's anyone sitting there that's just saying, like, I, like I've had it with religion, I've had it with this law, I, I, I've, I've had it with the rules, God, that you would just make yourself very real and say, my burden is light. And I am here for you. Receive today. Receive today. Receive today. God, we thank you that healing is in this house. God, we thank you for the promotions that we don't deserve. We thank you for the jobs that we didn't earn. We thank you for all that you provide because you are a good, good father. And you bring good, good news. God, we thank you today. 
Guys, just stay in this time and focus on him. If you need some prayer, we'll be right over here.